Hi, this is Lisa, and you are listening to I Love That Movie. This podcast is for movie lovers. It's not an unbiased opinion. It's not a straightforward review. It's just a couple people talking about a movie that they love. The format is each week I have a guest, and that guest and I discuss a movie that they love, something they're obsessed with, something they connect with. We'll talk about the plot, the director, and the actors, but we'll also talk about the personal connection my guest has with that movie. So if that sounds like something you want to listen to, keep listening. This is Lisa, and if you want to catch up with me on Twitter, you can find me at ILTM Podcast. I'm also on Instagram at I Love That Movie Podcast, and we have a Patreon. Uh, the show is always free, but if you want to join us on there, you can. That's at patreon.com slash I Love That Movie. Um, and if you do sign up, you get a weekly bonus episode of everything I'm watching. People always go, what are you watching? Why don't you talk about new movies or new shows and books lately, too? Um, I talk about that on there. <laughs> and we also have interviews. We've covered like The Mandalorian. We've covered WandaVision. So many Marvel shows, mostly. Um, so if you want to check all that out on there, do that. Um, and I want to take a moment to thank my top patrons. They are Chris Belga, Jeff Whitman, Philip Barker, Michael Cross. Thank you guys so much for keeping the lights on. And if you like what you heard today, please subscribe and rate the show. It does help new listeners find us. Uh, I have a familiar voice on the podcast. I have Kara. Say hi, Kara. Hey, it's me, Kara. <laughs> yes, we've talked about many things. We've covered most of the Indiana Jones films or all the ones that exist to Kara. Yes, that um, is correct. We've <laughs> talked about all of them. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we've, what else have we talked? We've talked about Die Hard. We've talked about The Long Kiss Goodnight. Just a lot of great films. Yeah. Um so, Kara, if people haven't heard you on the show before, did you want to introduce yourself? Oh, yeah, sure. So um, here I am. Uh, we've been friends since basically forever. Um, so yes. a lot of our movie experiences like were coinciding as we grew up. Um, and oh, let's see. So currently now, yes, I uh, watch movies and read books and um Let's see, what else should I say about myself? That's that's most of it. I watch movies and I read books. I'm an anthropologist and Which is cool. Yeah, I mean sometimes it's cool, sometimes it's like really nerdy. Um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this, this, you know I won't argue that, but I mean you're listening to a movie podcast, so that's true. <laughs> and and I do love how like movies really reflect like a lot of our like societal like concerns and interests and thoughts like I recently mm -hmm. talked to like my class um, at school about this we were talking about like monsters and plagues and how uh, movies uh. really kind of reflect if you look at like sort of the the change in how certain kinds of monsters or horror tropes are portrayed over time like it's portraying sure. like whatever the societal anxieties and concerns are and like it's really interesting right. to think about you know media and movies that way is you know really you know kind of being a mirror for what's going on you know in society at the yeah. time that they come out so i love that about i movies. mean 
as an example, I think recently horror has really centered a lot on cults. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't think there's an accident with that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, we, got a we have anxieties that. about people being brainwashed. <laughs> Let's just leave it yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It doesn't come um, out of nowhere. <laughs> Yeah. But Kara, I, I always have my guests pick the episode, even when I've known them, as long as I've known you. So what, what movie did you choose to talk about? Okay, today? So we're going to talk about another one of my favorites, um, which, you know, for those of you that have watched the other episodes that I'm in, you know, it's going to be a silly action film. It's Die Hard with a Vengeance. <laughs> 1995. Yes. Um, I admitted to you before we started recording that I've never seen this before, or I don't recall seeing yeah, it. Yeah, and I, like, this blows my mind. I don't <laughs> understand how this happened. <laughs> I feel like when I was younger, I wasn't as into Die Hard. Yeah, no. And so I think you watched all the sequels, and I just, I was like, oh, yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. Like, I just didn't see it. Yeah. So I didn't realize, like, how important this movie was to Die Hard fans mm-hmm. and to... I don't know. It's just way better than I expected it to be. Yes. Okay. I'm glad. <laughs> I, I like the Die Hard that. movie a lot, but I still, you know, sequels and yeah, especially when there's a bunch of them, you're like, eh. Yeah. It's like, but this one was really yeah, good. Yeah. You don't <laughs> expect the sequels to be good, but this one I noticed like when I was like getting ready to do the episode, I was like, oh, this is on like some lists of like, you know, the best sequels to movies. Yes. yes yeah. Yeah. And, and I think it is like, I would say like, I'm not going to say it's better than the original Die Hard because that movie is as close to perfection as a Xenomorph is close to perfection, which I always thought that was a weird thing to say about that, but um, <laughs> it's a good movie uh but this one's pretty up there i would say it's almost as good as the original yeah Yeah. well um before we continue i'm gonna read the synopsis really quick and i will say if you haven't watched this movie i would go ahead and do that pause watch it come back because we will not have a spoiler free discussion so correct um definitely watch it first but here we go Detective John McClane is now divorced, alcoholic, and jobless after getting fired for his reckless behavior and bad attitude. Uh, He is called back into action, however, when a cryptic terrorist takes New York City hostage in a lethal game of Simon Says and refuses to speak with anyone but McClane. Teaming up with a street-savvy electrician named Zeus Carver, McClane dashes through the city trying to stay one step ahead of a murderous plot. Yeah, and spoiler alert, just kidding, we're not having those. It's Jeremy Irons. He's the villain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when did you first see this movie? Oh, man. So I was actually just thinking about this earlier today, and I was trying to, like, go through my head in the timeline. Because I know I didn't see this in theaters, because, like, we were a little too young when this came out in theaters to, like, be allowed to go see an R-rated movie in the theater. Um, sure. But I... And the way I figured this out for my my Die Hard timeline is I know that the first time I saw the original Die Hard was actually the night that Princess Diana was killed in a car crash because it's like a flashbulb memory for me. We talked about this on the Die Hard episode. Mm. Um, And that was in 1997. So that was when I saw the original Die Hard. And so it would have been basically right after that that I saw this because I loved that movie. And then I found out there were sequels to it and I watched them all. So this would have been in like 97 or 98 when I saw this film. Wow. Okay. Um, My first time was uh, today. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so let's. So I have. I, I think it's going to be interesting, though, because we'll have two different perspectives, both positive, but, you know, different times in our life from seeing it. So I think that'll be 
kind of cool. Yeah, um, no, I totally agree. Because like seeing this when you're like 13 or however old is, you know, probably a different experience from seeing it for the first time as, you know, an adult. Because everything seems more <laughs> sure. plausible when you're a, a, a tween or a, is that is that what a 13 year old is? Is that a tween? I think so. Like yeah. 12 to 13, I would yeah. say a tween, I think. Yeah, something I like really that. don't know. I don't know either. But anyway, <laughs> and I had like a giant crush on like every person in this film because, you know, again, hormones. <laughs> yeah, I understand that <laughs> as well. <Yeah. laughs> um, I actually was thinking watching this. I tweeted it. I said, I think Samuel L. Jackson looks handsome in this movie. Oh my goodness. I do too. And he like, I don't know why that's surprising to me. I think because I'm not saying he didn't look handsome in Pulp Fiction, but he came across in that movie. I mean, that's like an iconic movie he was in, but I feel like that was, you know, that's him being Samuel L. Jackson, like almost as a caricature, like in the way that um nick cage is also like that yes it's like here's the phrases and the beats that i do for most of my career kind of thing Mm -hmm. and so i view that person under that lens of like this is like a character yeah but in this movie he just looked more like a regular dude yeah and i think i was just surprised like oh he looks good here you know i mean bruce willis also and jeremy irons as well but i i feel like a lot of samuel jackson's movies i've watched um, and I've seen quite a few, but I think a lot of them, he, he's just very, like, they give him, like, a almost like a costume. Yes! You know what I mean? To where you kind of forget, like, there's a person under all that. Yeah, because he was in, like, every movie in the 1990s and, like, early 2000s. It was like, he was yes. the person that you drop in your movie because he, you know has that, you know, great style of, like, talking and giving these, like, one-liners and zingers. And, I mean, he's just a great character actor. But I saw, it was either an interview or, like, some YouTube video. I don't remember. I was watching it a little while back. And apparently, I don't know if this is true or not, but what I heard was um, that he had said that this role actually was the one that, to him, felt the most like him as a real person rather than a character. Okay. Well, then... Yeah, and and it kind of reminds me of, like, I remember when I was younger, my mom was like, I have something weird to admit. I think Jim Carrey is handsome. And I was like, I do too. But it's like he's such a character in every movie that you forget he's like a regular guy, you know? Right. Like, well, he's not. He's very strange. But, (laughs) but I mean, like, he looked regular. He is a a (laughs) human person as far as we know. (laughs) Yeah. He's not just the mask. Yeah. (laughs) So like, I think like with Samuel Jackson, same thing. So like hearing that he also felt more comfortable Mm -hmm. in this role is like, this is me as like a regular person. Okay. That makes me feel better about what I said. Yeah. Um, it's actually one of my, uh, facts that I had was that Samuel L. Jackson, uh, was thrilled to be in this movie and that he said he'd seen Die Hard like 30 times. Ah, I love that. And that he couldn't wait to be in this. And I, I really do feel like he seems like he's having a lot of fun in this movie. Yes, that's like what I love about this movie is I feel like him and Bruce Willis are just like having a really great time making this movie and all of the scenes with them in it together are just so much fun to watch. Like, it's just, it's fun. Yeah, I totally agree. And I miss, you know, this is sort of... I guess I don't know why I'm staying on this topic, but I also miss this era of when guys could just look like, like Bruce Willis is not like, I don't know, he doesn't look like The Rock. You know what right. I mean? Right, he's not like, like super jacked. Like, you know, like, like he's got like, yeah. you know, he's got like part he's of his, like, you know, his thing is that he's got like the thinning hairline and he's just like the regular Joe guy. Mm-hmm. Like he's a cop in New York City. He's not going to be, you know, an, a model. Like, right, 
and I like that. I wish, I don't know. I, I wish that it was the expectation in every single movie wasn't that dudes had to be super jacked. I don't really understand why we went to that. And I kind of miss this era. I know. Not having And that. I mean, I know you and I diverge in our tastes and like, don't get me wrong. Like <laughs> I enjoy seeing The Rock or, you know, Thor sure, and like all sure. that. Like fantastic. Wonderful. Continue going to the gym. I am all about it. But <laughs> having said that, yeah, it's nice to see films where people are just like regular people. Like this is what people yeah, look like. I mean, if the role demands it, it makes sense. But yeah. sometimes it's like you know they're like an accountant or something, and you're like, I don't understand why they're so buff. Yeah, like, like, what's going why on? Why do you have to be that jacked <laughs> to be an accountant? I I don't think that's part of it. <laughs> Unless it's a spicy accountant. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't know. But <laughs> in air quotes. Um, so this movie was originally titled Simon Says, where Zeus was scripted as a woman. I saw and that. Was, yeah, and was considered by Joel Silver as a third sequel to Lethal Weapon. Which which I feel like this movie feels like a Lethal Weapon It movie. does. When I found that out, that made so <laughs> much sense to me. I was like, yes, this is, this is a Lethal Weapon movie. Because they just banter constantly, right? They like, do. That's like their thing. That's their thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But I feel like they did it better in this film. Like, I like the Lethal yes. Weapon series. We should do... Ooh, okay. Here's an idea. We should do some episodes about the Lethal Weapon movies. We should. I, I would like, like to do that. Um, mm-hmm. Except it does... Well, okay. Like, I'm not a big fan of Mel Gibson these days, but... I know people are like, I forgive him. He moved on. I'm like, I... Mm-hmm. No, I don't think he did. <laughs> I'm like... I'm like... I guess if I wasn't a woman, maybe. But I'm like, also the Jewish thing. Yeah. I just, I don't know how you pretend like he didn't say all that yeah, a bunch of times. I, I can't I'm unhear sorry. that, like, hot tub <laughs> yeah. video and, like, everything else. <laughs> I'm not over it. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I really feel like, I don't know. I, I would say if you're, if you're a woman and you, or a man. Yeah, I, I don't if you're understand how you could not hear someone talk to someone that way. Yes. <laughs> Be able to forget about it. Yeah. Like, I'm not I mean, saying, I just you, you know, he has to, to be, it. you know, quote unquote canceled or whatever. But, like, I am going to tell you that hearing someone act like that makes an impression <laughs> that I remember the next time I see them. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, he was drunk. And I'm like, I, I don't. Yes, but I. This is like that don't time like I it. dated that guy that claimed like sleep deprivation made him racist, and I was like, "No, I think you're just racist." <laughs> you're like, it. It's been decided. Yeah. We've we've seen the other side, and we're ready to leave. Yeah, now. this Thank is you just, for this is you. Sleep deprivation. Yeah, that's yeah not, no, I don't think I would accept that either. No, that's not um, it. <laughs> That's not what happens. <laughs> I'm like, this is just um, how you are. So yeah, yes, there's that. that yeah, problem. I think that's how he is. But we'll we'll address that and we may get some heat for it, but it will come up yeah. when we talk about that movie. It has to. Yeah. Um, but Moving so on. with this, like 20th Century Fox didn't agree to sell the script for whatever reason to Joel Silver. And I think good move just because I don't know, this was just like a really good sequel. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, could you pick two people to play off each other better like the way that bruce willis and um and samuel jackson 
riff back and forth is just really entertaining. So it's fantastic. I don't know, good call there. Yeah, no, it works great. Yeah. I think it came out so much better this way than it would have as a Lethal Weapon movie. Like, I think this was dynamite. This was the correct yeah. direction to go with this, even though it wasn't necessarily what they first intended. And I also heard that apparently they were thinking about casting Lawrence Fishburne instead of Samuel L. Jackson, which. I no shade to Lawrence Fishburne. I think he's great, but I think that would have been a very different movie as well. And yes. I don't know if that I would, would like be it. closer to Danny Glover. I think. yeah, which you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Where like Danny Glover can be really funny and like no, of course they like do back and forth and they riff on each other, but it's like a di- in a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Whereas like way. Samuel L. Jackson's like. I don't know, just like sass level is like so high. It is an outstanding <laughs> level of high. And and I love yeah. also the way that like in the scenes that they're in together, he has a really good way of like, how do I put this? It's like, he's not being really over the top, but he has a way of being just like so like witty and also intelligent and sensible that like he makes like Bruce Willis's character sometimes seem like, kind of ridiculous <laughs> yeah and yeah like he's just like are you kidding me right now and like but the way he like delivers it and like shuts him down it's like bruce willis is stunned yeah, he's like, <laughs> for a couple oh. seconds. and that's also what i really like about bruce willis's character in the movie which is not the same way as it is in the diehard books like i don't like his character in the books but in the movie i think he actually does a great job of being someone who's like genuinely a person with like a really good heart even though yeah. you know he he makes mistakes and you know he has trouble with his relationship with uh, his wife and holly and everything like that but like He's like genuinely a person with a good heart, but also there's all these occasions in this movie where like Samuel L. Jackson is like pointing out things that are like, hey, here's some problems with like race relations and policing in the United States. And he makes these points like really quickly and like in kind of a witty way and where you realize, oh, okay, yeah, that's a really good point. And like Bruce Willis's character is also not, like a jerk about it but it just kind of reveals that he had never thought about that before and was just kind of oblivious and ignorant but he's also able to be at least humble enough to go oh yeah oh okay huh oh i hadn't thought about that okay all right and well and i want to dive into that yeah also yeah um in fact, I'll just say my last thing real quick and then I'll come back. The, the last like quick fact I had was that this was like the highest grossing movie in 1995. Yes, which like totally deserved. I, this is a good movie. Me. <laughs> yeah, I think it's really good, but I'm just like, oh, wow, I didn't know that. Um, to what you said, though, about there, there is a through line in this film that they talk about racism a lot. Mm-hmm in a way that they don't in the first one and then a way that they don't in a lot of cop movies, even when they have a black man and a white mm-hmm. man leading, yeah. but they do in this one. And I think that that is because this movie came out in 95 and that's about four years after Rodney King. That makes sense. Do you feel like that's part of, cause I feel like in that time, right after that, they're going to make another cop movie. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do we do that after what the, after that happening? Just so fresh in our minds. Like, how do we... And so I feel like having Samuel L. Jackson and then weaving into the plot these 
things that just keep coming up over and over, it's because they're trying to address some of that. Yeah. And, and they like, yeah, I was just gonna say like, they didn't shy away from it and they could have, like if it had been another lethal weapon And they normally do. Yeah, they would have. Yeah. It's like, oh, they're just cops together. They're buddies. And like, it's not about race. Like, okay, that's great. I'm glad they're friends and they get along and everything. But in this movie, it was different because, like, Samuel Jackson's character was not a cop. He was, like, some guy from Harlem that owned a store that was a business owner. And the whole reason he gets dragged into this movie is because, you know, that initial scene where, you know, Simon tells, you know, John McClane, like, okay, you have to go, like, stand on the street corner in Harlem wearing this sign that says, and by the way, I didn't actually know what the sign said the first, like, several times that I saw this movie because I saw it on TV and they blurred what it says on the sign. And me being like, you know, 12 or 13, I wasn't like aware of anything that was going on in the world. Also, we were very sheltered as children. Um, but I was going to say like, I mean, and we lived in the South and yeah. I feel like I don't think I would have really picked up on anything in this movie. I did that. Um, <laughs> And now it's just it, under the lens, especially with everything that's happened in the past few years, it's shocking to, to me to see a movie in the mid-90s address any of this, yeah. like, sadly. And I do think that is because of what had happened mm-hmm. not that long before this movie, which is depressing because we're still kind of having these same conversations. But it, it's also, it's interesting because, like, they do they do with this character especially Bruce Willis's characters they basically have him be the kind of guy that like is kind of oblivious mm-hmm. and like you know he keeps in several times in the movie he's like why do you have to make it about race like he's like that kind of guy yeah and yet he's kind of slowly getting redirected very gently like it's clear that the 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 movie is not saying like yeah why do you have to make everything about you know it's like it's against him it's like here's our hero that we really like and he's saying things that are not correct let's gently guide him to the right answer yeah and like that's kind of a big thing to do especially in the mid 90s a lot has yes, changed i'm glad a lot has changed this them and i, and I want to take it as like a indication of you know what people's thought process was in 1995 um and also we can still critique that and say hmm that's very problematic yeah <laughs> Like, I'm sure there were people on set and involved that were like, I don't really get this part. Yeah, like this, like, (sighs) it seems like it's supposed to be kind of like a slightly, like, funny scene, but... Yes, and I was like, it's not Yeah, this is upsetting. (laughs) Like, what? Um, And the fact that, like, he's a cop and is doing this, and I understand it's not, like, you know, supposed to be the way he really feels, and he's saying, hey, you know, I'm being forced to do this, but it's still upsetting, that that's happening in that context yeah. anyway. Yeah. It's still like, okay, we're going to talk about crime and, you know, shooting people and yet undermine it with this joke. That's not a good idea, yeah. but the rest of the movie thankfully doesn't. Yeah. Do and, and so I feel like they move away from, they that move away quickly. from that quickly. And it, and it was a scene that kind of introduces the dynamic between the two characters and like, Oh, also, this is something interesting that I learned, um, too, recently that, okay, apparently there's a novelization of the film. Um, unlike, unlike the original Die Hard, which was based on a book, 
this one was not based on a book. It was the screenplay we already talked about that they were going to make a lethal weapon. But after that, they made a novel version of it, I guess. Uh, but anyway, mm-hmm. in the novel version, which I have not read, so I, I can't speak authoritatively on this uh but apparently they go into a little more detail about the character's background and motivation and all that and there is a deleted scene that i saw in like the original like 1995 trailer to the film uh where they're like uh john mcclain and uh zeus are having a conversation where um he's explaining like uh why he hates you know cops and white people in general um and he's talking about how his brother, um, Samuel Jackson's character, Zeus, is talking about how his brother was killed in, um, get this, speaking of timely, uh, a drug raid where he was, you know, uh, inappropriately shot by obviously a white cop. Mm. And Bruce Willis is like, oh, well, you know, what was he doing in the crack house then, you know, if he wasn't a piece of shit? Well, and then, like, the explanation yeah. is, like, um, Samuel Jackson's character is like, well, actually, he wasn't involved in drugs he was you know coming there to try and get me to come home and then he was shot uh when a raid happened and like actually he wasn't doing anything mm. wrong and that this was probably a bridge too far in 1995 yeah so it was not included leave. in the final <laughs> cut of the film but they did uh, film that scene but they didn't include it in the movie and mm. it's like talked about in the novel version that i think exactly like two and a half people have ever read <laughs> but Right. But at least you can tell the intent was to try to like lean into those themes. And I'm glad that they still brought yeah. them up. It's just there's like one or two scenes. The other other weird scene to me is the one with Samuel Jackson and the two kids. Oh, his nephews. And they bring him that. Yeah. Oh yeah his nephews. Yeah. The, he bring him that stolen uh thing and he's like he has this little speech with them about how we do the right thing and we don't steal and we don't. Do it. I'm like, that's kind of weird. Yeah. But that was the only part that I was like, I, that one kind of rubbed me yeah, the wrong way a little bit. I didn't bit. really hit <laughs> was like, for me oh. either. But like a parent... Yeah, I'm like, I don't think you have to like address that everyone in Harlem isn't a criminal. That seems weird to even have to say right. that. But, but anyway. like, thanks a lot, Hollywood, that, you know, we have to discuss that. Yeah. And it's, you know, shocking that there are people that aren't criminals. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't like that. I didn't like, that, like but... that either. Like, I like that it sets him up as like, hey, this is a... This is a family guy who's a moral and ethical person. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But yeah, why did we have to set that up for him when it's perfectly okay that like John McClane is a, you know, bastard, you know, alcoholic on suspension from his job and, you know, we can still like him even though he's a, you know, in some ways a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> yeah yeah and like we don't ever automatically on site wonder if someone's a right criminal, like or we shouldn't in theory um so like why do we have to address that, he, that zeus isn't a criminal i thought that was a little yeah. weird but yeah. um but again i think it speaks to like the time that it was mm-hmm. in or yeah or like you said if you're in a certain neighborhood then they have to be like oh by the way this person isn't yeah. a criminal which i'm like uh yeah, I didn't think that. So you didn't have to give me that scene. Thank yeah. You, though. Like- um, but especially in Hollywood, I feel like you do because in a lot of movies, they do kind of go like, well, you know, everyone here is a criminal. So anyway, and it's like, so I guess maybe they're kind of having to undo some of that. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, it, it was kind of it's a scene that stood out to me now that I don't think you mm-hmm. would have in in a newer. Yeah, movie. I, I think it is problematic. Um, it. Great that they're portraying him as a good person, but why did we have to have that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
but let's get to the scenes that yes. we do like. <laughs> Sorry. No, totally okay. <laughs> you know, I always, yeah. But, um, so Kara, uh, let's, let's discuss, I mean, we could talk about each actor in the movie, but I feel like that's going to come up as we go along. So why don't we talk about some of your favorite scenes? Oh man. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Favorite scenes. I mean, like I already said, like all of the ones were like, Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson are like interacting and their banter is great. Like the one, I love the one where it's like towards the beginning and they've, they finally, so it's after the scene we just talked about and they've all arrived at the police station and, and Simon, the villain calls in and it's like going to make his next bomb threat. And like, they're all on the phone with him because this is, you know, 1995. And so everyone's like, you know, all like <laughs> picking up the landline to get onto the phone call together. And Yes. It's like this great like series of insults and it's like where you realize that Zeus is like actually like more witty than, you know, most of the other characters in the film and he's like, you know, throwing out these lines like, "Oh, well, why don't you, you know, lay that, you know, shove that well-laid plan up your well-laid ass." And everyone's like, "Oh, this is great." <laughs> um, like, <laughs> I love that scene where you're like kind of getting to know everybody on this like party line phone line situation <laughs> and like you've got like the, psychi <laughs> the psychiatrist and they're like trying to psychoanalyze the villain but then we later realize that you know it was actually his plan to make them think he was you know up to something different than what he was and, and like the psychiatrist yeah. was actually completely worthless <laughs> in this scene. <laughs> It's funny to me that Bruce Willis wouldn't hear Jeremy Irons' accent and immediately wonder if there's a Hans Gruber right. connection. Right, like, but how many <laughs> German terrorists does he know other than that one? <laughs> like, it's weird that it took that long. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I like those scenes, and uh, and you're right, they're funny uh, with everybody kind of going back and forth with what yeah. they're saying especially samuel jackson because he always he always gets some of the he best he does lines. and like i'm just like always imagining i don't know if this is the case but i assume he must be like just really good at ad-libbing and like coming up with this stuff you know what happens when you make an assumption make an ass out of you and umption <laughs> <laughs> call back to a previous so episode <laughs> yeah that's great, but I mean, that's got to be him coming up with his lines. I mean, I'm I'm assuming that. Yeah, I feel like he yeah, wrote that. He yeah. Uh, so I love that about him, and that's probably why he's in every movie in the 1990s and 2000s. But yeah. it's it's a good one. Um, but okay, let's see what else. Like good scenes from this movie. Well, this movie went from you know in the in the first Die Hard film. It all takes place in one mm -hmm. tower. So now we're outside of the tower. We're all over New yeah. York. And I was wondering how they're going to do that, you know? And I guess the answer is lots of explosions. Yes, it turns out lots of explosions <laughs> and car chases is how we go across yes. New York, which I love that. And I love that they have all the scenes where they, like, steal a taxi. <laughs> They're, like, driving all over the place, going through Central Park. Oh, I meant to ask you this. I'm glad that you brought up that you were a cop. I was like, so, Kara... <laughs> Uh, I was thinking, like, how many times were you having to pull your badge, point a gun at someone, and say, "I need, I need this vehicle." Whenever I see that in the movie, I'm like, "That's, that's yeah, not exactly thing, right? zero amount of times <laughs> has that been a thing." I'm like, I don't think, I don't 
think a cop can just pull you over and go, I have to use this car. <laughs> but in Hollywood, it's like every single movie. That's just like a thing we all yeah. pretend like cops can do. Like, I don't. That is not a, a thing. thing. Under no circumstances <laughs> is that a thing. You may not seize yeah. someone's vehicle because you want to drive fast. That's not okay. Yeah. I'm like, but I guess you're not always losing your cop car. Even but, when oh, you do, you do. may not seize someone else's vehicle to chase after it. it that is not a thing. <laughs> it just makes me laugh. Yeah. I was going to say, like, Kara, did you, were you having to constantly yeah. pull people over and take their taxi and stuff? Never under but, any um, circumstances. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. That is, um, yeah. that is robbery. Um, it is auto theft. (laughs) (laughs) You may not do that. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) and also there's just not a lot of situations where you're not able to drive your own car. Only in movies are you not able to drive your car. It's just a trope to like make the car chase happen in the way you want it to. Real car chases are not like, you know, flying through the park and like cutting in between two vehicles where you're like scraping off the sides of the doors and hitting the, you know, side view mirror. Like that's not, that's not okay. That's not a safe way to drive. I did find it really funny though when he was like, I know away through the park <laughs> and then it was through, through the, park. the park and also like <clears throat> arguing about which way to take it then ending up in bumper to bumper traffic i was like see this yes. is realistic if you're in new york yes you know? this is how traffic works <laughs> you wouldn't be getting yeah anywhere. you're like well, well we'll be there in 45 minutes hold on <laughs> yeah and then where they were like uh when samuel jackson was like we should get a fire truck. I'm like, oh, I like that idea. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. He like has the best so, like, ideas throughout much of this movie. <laughs> I also thought it was funny when he was like, called him Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Just, which was my grandfather's <laughs> name. But anyway, um, he, he's like, no, it's Zeus. <laughs> that was great. Jesus. Yeah, I love yeah. that. And I love that his name is Zeus. It's just yeah, it's, it's a, cool, it's a name. cool name. And then the fact that he's like, it's like the god of Olympus yeah, or whatever. Like shove um, a firebolt up a your good ass. Like, yes. <laughs> that was a good. That it was, a was good, good. And I love that. Like you know, Bruce Willis is just like, oh, okay, I was wrong there. He's like, your name is yeah, Zeus now. Okay, Forget about it. Moving Forget on. <laughs> I'm like, good, good job, good job realizing you you made a, like, vaguely racist statement, and it was not correct, and now we're moving on, and you're like, okay, yeah, we're moving on. (laughs) Uh, My bad, I will not do that anymore. Well done. Yes, that was pretty funny. (laughs) Yeah, that was great, I love that. He's like, why are you calling me Jesus? (laughs) Which, like... (laughs) He's like, why are you calling me that? Good question. I thought it was good. (laughs) Yeah, that was great. I love that. Like all of their scenes, he's like constantly calling him out, and he's like, "Oh, oh, okay, oops." <laughs> <laughs> well, and also like, um, you know, McLean is just so like sassy mm-hmm. and rude. Like when he's like really going after Jeremy Irons over the phone, I'm like, <laughs> I'm I'm kind of going because <gasps> I'm like, well, you know, he's talking to like a terrorist, and he's just going like, "You're dumb" and yes! stuff, and I'm like, "Oh yeah. dear." And so he's always kind of thumbing his nose at authority and like being rude and, you know, just putting people down. And like Samuel L. Jackson really can like go one step further and just shut him down. And it's kind of Yes, I love that he does that. And he's like, oh, 
Oh, okay, yeah, you're right. And also, (laughs) like, I love that you brought that up, too. Like, this whole premise of this movie, I understand this is a 90s action movie, and it's supposed to be silly and fun, (laughs) but, like, none of this is how you negotiate with a terrorist. (laughs) It's just <laughs> we do not negotiate. With we do not, but, um, and like this business of like, <laughs> but, oh yeah, send him out into the street with this slur on a sign. Like, no, you don't agree to that. And, That's not a thing that would happen. All these like riddles. Yeah, we're gonna do some riddles and puzzles. That, like, no, we're not. <laughs> the one, and I was like, well, I guess like, is this like the Riddler? Like, I mean, the Batman is like, or like Saw. I don't know, but it was just kind of funny to me, like that. The, the terrorists had all these riddles but um which i feel like isn't a thing that ever happens except no i i mean i remember like there was that one instance where uh i don't know if you've watched that documentary on netflix that was like um master criminal mastermind or whatever it was called about those people that were like that were like attaching bombs to people and like giving people complicated instructions and stuff but like they Later in that movie, I think it was called Criminal Mastermind or something like that. But later in the, even in that documentary, they're like, these people weren't very smart. <laughs> and, I'm like, and I'm like, I don't think smart people, even smart criminals, would do this. <laughs> like, no, like smart criminals don't leave clues. Like, like to that- me, being a very intelligent person means you wouldn't need to have all these complicated riddle- riddles to like prove that you were smart to cops. Like, that no, seems you like, would just like it seems insecure. Crime. <laughs> like, yes, it to does. That validation that it was really a hard riddle or whatever. But the funniest <laughs> riddle to me was the water one. Yes, <laughs> like with dying. the water jugs. <laughs> I love that. And they're like over there trying to like pour the like bucket into the <laughs> other thing. I'm like, this what is are such you a doing? Waste of time. And <laughs> I thought it was ridiculous. funny when, they, when in some of the riddles they were like. Oh, we would not have been able to do this in time. I'm like, that feels more realistic to me. Right. (laughs) And like, I get that the plot of the movie was supposed to be that he's just like distracting them the whole time. So they don't like catch on to his real plot. But like, why are you distracting people with puzzles and riddles? Like, (laughs) what are you doing? Why don't you just distract them with a bomb threat somewhere else? (laughs) Oh, it was called, I think it was called like, Evil genius? Yes. It's oh, Evil Genius, no. the story of America's most diabolical bank heist. If you watch it, my opinion, it's well, it'll make you nauseous because I mean these are real people that really suffered and it's yeah. horrible. But you're also oh, like, I really don't like the way everyone is in the interviews is talking about th- this this group of people like, oh, they're so brilliant. And it's like they blew people up. Like that's horrible. But then finally, like later in the documentary, they're like, these people weren't very smart. <laughs> Well, right. Like, like makes, if you're, thank you. I'm like, I'm glad someone said that. <laughs> like, yeah, like, you're not smart because you made up a riddle that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, that doesn't make you a genius. That makes you bad at communicating. <laughs> Yeah. So I was like, I don't know, like the you know, it is a it is like a really fun movie. I'm not knocking the movie at all, but it's like yeah, yeah like Jeremy Irons, I'm like, you're com- you're giving me insecure vibes with your like complicated riddles and then like see that was hard. And I'm like, okay, crazy, like you know, like we yeah. don't and then anyway. But yeah, still and it then makes it's for a very fun like- film. Yes, it's a fun film, but also it's riddles that are like easy enough that they can solve them in two or three minutes. So, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I 
mean, yeah. that's not that hard. The actually, he's not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like you're dealing with a cop and an electrician, and they're solving all of your riddles in the allotted time frame. Like, yeah, and they're able not... to consistently every time, so the riddles aren't very hard. And I was thinking, right. like, what is it about the riddles? And maybe I missed this in the movie, but like, why did he want to punish McLean with riddles? Did he? Does he say? So I think this might be like a holdover from the fact that this was a screenplay I, that was like adapted yeah, from a different screenplay. It's probably the one piece they couldn't really make make sense with that. But yeah. Okay. But I can it's like they, Hans Gruber was eccentric, so whatever. His brother is too. Yeah. And it's like he was mad at him for killing his brother. Like, okay, fine. But like, I don't really know how the riddles fit in. <laughs> he was like, but this time I'll get him with riddles. With riddles. Because, you know, he's, you know, known for being a genius. Like, no, he's not. <laughs> in his mind, what? I guess. Yeah. Evil mastermind. Um, but still, obviously, this movie is made funnier and more entertaining yes. by all these challenges because it forces them to have to work together but also still yeah. be mad at each other and that's very funny yes. so i yeah. am not upset about the simon says um because that made it very funny yeah like every time they're trying to solve one of these riddles and they're like getting mad at each other like that's the best part of the film like when they're trying to get on the phone and like they can't get the lady to get off the phone oh and and and, and uh and uh, jeremy irons is very fat phobic in my opinion and that he's yes. like that fat woman was on the phone i'm like how does he know yeah. she's fat yeah like why couldn't you just say there her? was somebody on the phone like i think that's the point that they're trying to make is <laughs> oh, that like that he he's watching them oh, okay, okay. he could see them oh, okay. but also like why did he have to say she's fat why couldn't he just say there was like somebody on the phone like why yeah. is it a fat woman <laughs> and then samuel jackson like screamed at her and bruce Willis is like i feel like we don't have to be that mean <laughs> Yeah, it's like, that was extra. (laughs) He's like, let's be nice to people. Yeah, that was was great. But, yeah. And, like, also Jeremy Irons constantly plugs. He's like, just in case you forgot, Simon Says. (laughs) It just felt like desperate branding on his part. (laughs) It did, because, like, apparently that was supposed to be the name of the movie originally. And then, like, it changed to Die Hard. But, like, it stayed in there. And it was like, Simon Says. But... it was almost, I, I feel like this would have fit really well into the, like, oh, what was that other movie that was in the 90s? Or wait, maybe this was the 2000s um, with Jake Gyllenhaal, where it was the um, the Zodiac killer movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he had a lot it's of- It's like one yeah, of those. The, the yeah. Zodiac, uh, Zodiac, I think it was called. But yeah, Zodiac, yeah. The, the BTK killer, or the Zodiac killer, sorry. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like one of those to me where like they were trying to originally probably make it more about the bad guy, but then Mm. when they reworked it, they were Yeah, and for the bad guy to have a calling card. I mean that's why Mm. you know some some killers do have like a phrase or whatever that they that keeps popping up. But I just thought it was funny the idea of of a killer being like Simon says and everyone's just like silent, like, okay. No, that's my brand. No, guys, that's my brand. Simon says, get it? Yeah, we get it. I don't know. We get it, but like, isn't that like a children's game? Like, what are you, like, five? Put that in the paper. Simon (laughs) says. Okay, we got it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks. Simon says killer. So, like, do you want to come out now? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, it's not great. But, like, 
I feel like if it had been anybody other than Jeremy Irons, I would have been able to take that character a lot less seriously. I agree. I agree. He did a really good job. <laughs> yeah, he did a good job of like trying to make it serious, even though it's real silly. Which is what I love about '90s action films. Yeah, I they, mean, they I'm don't not, take themselves too serious. I'm, I'm <laughs> mentioning it like because it's fun and it's funny, but truthfully, I I want these movies to be the way that they are. Like they're they're yes. they're good the way that they are. <laughs> they're perfect the way they are. It's silly. It's ridiculous. It's fun. We're having a good time, and also we're in the background thinking about larger social issues. Yeah, which is a great way to present that to the public. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, like we're having a good time, and here I'm going to drop this right here for you to think about later. Like, huh? Okay, yeah, maybe that's good. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, so it's not. It's it. You know, it's probably not. I I don't know because I didn't see this in theaters at the time, but I don't think this like necessarily like you know upset people. Like, oh my god, they're you know trying to you know say things about. Well, there you know, wasn't Twitter brutality. then, but <laughs> that's true. <laughs> There probably yeah. would have been people on Twitter. This is too well. Yeah, well, you know, those people on Twitter, like, I don't, that's why I don't go on the social media. <laughs> I don't care what children on Twitter say. <laughs> that's good. That's good for your mental health. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I do. I have to preserve that. There's only so much there. <laughs> <laughs> I need to keep it. <laughs> But, um, yeah, but I mean, I feel like it was a great way to make a really fun movie and also like drop some, you know, social awareness in there too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's still a movie everyone can enjoy. And then we get the benefit of being able to, you know, think about the issues later. Yes, totally you know? agree. So I, I think they did a good job with the delivery on that. I don't yeah. know. That's my opinion. Other people might have a different experience with it, but you know, yeah. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Also, I heard that there was, and I saw like the, a piece of the scene of it. Apparently they filmed an alternate ending. Oh, really? Yeah. And th- it's not the one they ended up having. So like the ending that they have is where they go. And so it's after like uh, McLean and Zeus are like, they go on the boat to try and stop um, Simon and everybody. Uh, and then they, they get, you know, overpowered and like tied to the explosive and they're expected to blow up on the boat with all of the gold from the federal reserve. Uh, but they realize, Oh, it's probably not, they're probably not actually going to blow up the gold. They're just going to pretend that they did, but, and they like barely escape out of the boat at the last second. Um, and so that was apparently supposed to be like, it almost ends there. They escape out of the boat and it's all, the boat is blown up, but like McLean thinks, well, I bet he didn't really blow up all the money. And then apparently the, the ending that didn't happen was, um, yes, Simon and his team of people escape with all of the gold mm-hmm. and he's like living his best life in Europe. And then McLean tracks him down to Hungary or something and finds him and it's like, oh, okay, now we're going to play a game of I say or mclean says or like some (laughs) silly play on like simon says and it's like some kind of like russian roulette with a rocket launcher situation and anyway long story short he kills him in this like ridiculous game um where he like finally gets his revenge or whatever but for whatever reason that's i think that's how they made the book version end but they like didn't end up going with that ending for the film even though they too sadistic i think yeah it's like 
Yeah, I like, agree. On, on McLean's if, part, because he just doesn't come mm-hmm. across that way. Like, he does his job and he catches the person, but him, like, yeah. torturing the bad guy back seems weird. Yeah, like, I feel like that's a Mel Gibson thing, because yeah. he's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> but I, <laughs> I like the idea of it ending on a boat, because they've got to have, like, that same dire we're trapped in a small space situation like in the tower Mm -hmm. and so like the boat was a good way to do that i think yeah and then like yeah it's like they barely jump off the boat and it gets blown up and then they like try to go find them later like north of the border but they're still basically like trying to transport all their gold on a boat and then they you know shoot down the helicopter and like that made more sense yeah so i'm glad they made creepy mind games is weird you know, yeah, just... that's weird. That's not like a that's not a John McClane thing. He, yeah. like, he doesn't care. He's not going to chase you to Europe. He's just trying to do his job. He's right. a simple guy. I don't think. Yeah, that seems inappropriate. Like, yeah, like, like why are you in? What are he's you doing? Not in the FBI. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's or yeah, CIA or whatever. Yeah, I'm sure I, that sounded really stupid. I'll probably edit that. No, does no, that. it did. No, it didn't. Because like, who is supposed to do that? Like, yeah, like legally, who, whose job is that? that? Like, I'm. No one's supposed to be doing that. Where who gave you the authority? You're like a like barely reinstated officer in the NYPD, and now you're in Hungary. Like what? <laughs> that, that makes him seem kind of unhinged if he's doing. That. Yeah, it does. Like, what are you doing, sir? <laughs> yeah, that's not right. That's, this is not your job. And then he like, like plays a weird torture game and kills me. I don't know. I don't think audiences yeah, would um, like that. No, I, I don't. Mm-mm. <laughs> I don't like that. Like I can see Mel Gibson doing that because we know he's creepy now. Um, (laughs) We didn't know that at the time that we all enjoyed Lethal Weapon, but we do now. I just picture audiences watching that and then that happening and them going, huh. Huh. (laughs) Yeah. uh, "Mm." Seems too far. Like it's it's weird. weird. Like seems dark. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But I didn't know that. That's really interesting. But I get like the book has more license to like be a little more extreme too. And like, Mm -hmm. so that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and they apparently they did film that scene. Like I found it on YouTube or whatever, but I I don't like it. He's wearing (laughs) like a, the weird scarf situation. Like it just, this is not for this movie. (laughs) It's like the ending of a different movie. Like it's kind of weird. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, it is. It it didn't work. The the ending that they had was great. And then, okay. I do want to talk about that. You know how at the very end, they're finally like, oh, okay, like, call Holly back. And, like, at the very, very end of the movie that he's getting on the payphone to call her because he accidentally left her on hold, like, right before they, you know, went and and did that last scene. Yeah. But what is the deal with, like, every single person in this movie trying to, like, force him to get his marriage back together? Maybe they just... They live in opposite sides of the country and Never they don't to get to work along. out in the first place. <laughs> right. Like, isn't it just okay that they don't live together? Like, can we not just be okay with the fact that they were married at one point in time? <laughs> they haven't been together in any of these movies that we've seen over the last like eight years. <laughs> like, can we just let it be the case that they're not together and they don't like each other? What like, chronologically, which is this? Because there's Die Hard, Die Harder, and then Die Hard with a Vengeance, right? It's the third yes. movie? Okay. Yeah, so it's the third one. Okay. So it takes place several years after the first one. Right. No, so, I agree. The f- I, ugh, I feel like this is like a 
older movie, older mm-hmm. idea thing of like trying to get two people together. But even in the first movie, they had problems. So I don't know. Right. <laughs> it's like maybe it's just that you know they they made a good couple at one point in time, and then they their lives went in a different direction and you know, for whatever host of reasons, like, they're not good together anymore. Why is every single person in this movie trying to, like, constantly make him call his ex-wife and try to get back together? Like, I don't know. Maybe that's, that's also could just be them repeating a beat. Like, yeah. Oh, remember McLean? He's the guy that him and his wife don't get along. You know, and so we gotta keep going, go back to your wife. It's like, yeah, like, why can't they just be like responsible co-parents who have an arrangement? I know he doesn't seem like the best partner from what we're right. getting from this movie. That he drinks too much, he's losing his job. But I guess it's supposed to be a redemption story, so that I guess the yeah. ending of that would be because, like, they even say at one point in the movie, like, "How are the kids doing?" And he's like, "I hear they're doing fine." It's like, oh, mm-hmm. yikes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you haven't seen your kids in, you know, however long. Like, that's problematic. Like, certainly that's problematic. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's not going to be conducive to a good marriage, I don't think. No. But, like, they've been separated for, like, seven or eight years by this point. (laughs) Like, can y'all not just accept that they're not together anymore? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Their kids are, like, 19 by now. (laughs) Like, what? Yeah, like like you don't have to stay together for the kids anymore. They're not interested. Um, right. Yeah, that's true. I hadn't thought about that, but I agree. And doesn't he have like a weird romantic scene with one of the other women? Or oh, like I don't or know. It feels like he's like kind of flirtatious. What, what's sometimes. The, what's up with that one? I guess is that with his wife at the end, where there's someone in a bra and he's like with them. Well, what was happening well, there? Well, there's that one scene where, like, Simon is, like, hooking up with... Oh, the, Simon like, was. Okay. Yeah, with... The, well, are you thinking of, like, the that blonde-haired lady who oh, doesn't yeah. ever speak? Well, there's also a blonde-haired yeah. lady in their group, so I think I got confused. <laughs> oh, well, there is. And, like, there is, like, a weird kind of, like, flirtation thing that keeps happening between them. Which is a weird like, thing of, like, if there, if we work with a woman, it's impossible that we're not... Someone's not dating her, which is not true. But. Right. Which is... That's not... That's not how people work. Like, <laughs> it is possible that she's coming to work and is not interested in your penis. Like, yeah. <laughs> That is very possible, and I would say likely. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh yeah, because there's that scene too where like he she sees uh, she sees him naked uh, in the van or whatever. Yeah, he's trying to like put on the like the sign. Thing yeah. And everything else, like, take and then she's and like, stuff. "I'm not impressed," and yeah, he's like, "My wife had the same reaction." Again, maybe that's a <laughs> sign. <laughs> like, yes, yeah, it's like uh, what's this? We don't need this from you, sir. (laughs) No one's interested. No one, no one wants this. Like, just please stop. Okay. Well, I got confused at the end. Sorry. It is the one and only time I've seen it, so I need to see it again. No, no, that's okay. Well, but no, he does have those flirtatious moments with her. Okay. Um, and then yeah, there's like that last like sex scene, like right before they show up in the helicopter, and it's like Simon and that uh the lady that's, like, one of the other German assassins. That yeah. Like, apparently they're a couple. But it also bothers me that she's mute. Like, <laughs> why? Why? They're like, there's two women in this movie, and one of them is mm-hmm. mute. <laughs> why is yeah, that? Yeah, like, 
Why is that? Yeah, interesting. <laughs> I have trouble with that. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because she's oh, like, man. in theory, a cool character, but like, why is it that she's not allowed to speak? Literally can't speak. Hmm. Literally can't speak. Hmm. Like, I did not think of that, but I do now. It's problematic. It's <laughs> an me. issue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like this is like a metaphor for a lot of '90s bullshit. That yeah. is problematic. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I don't. I don't like it because I really liked her. Like, I yeah, I was like, oh, that's progressive. They have cool. they have like you know a, a baddie that's a, a woman. That's good. And then yeah, when you find out she's like mute, you're like, hmm. Why though? <laughs> Yes! Like, why did you go out of your way? Like, that is a kind of unusual thing. Yeah, and same you know? with the woman on the good guy team. You're like, oh, they have a woman. Oh, they sexually harass her. Never mind. Yes! Like, yeah. Why are these dear. the only women that are in this movie? <laughs> I don't like this portrayal here. Yeah. It, you can see why in, in modern uh, TV and movies, like... We've moved away from this. Although I still like it, <laughs> this movie in general. Yeah, I still like it in general, and I like where it was going in a lot of directions. Like It just, it lets us know, <laughs> it reminds us of, you know, this was in 1995. <laughs> yeah, there was some growth to be had. There's some growth to be had, and I'm not sure that we've, you know, completed it yet. <laughs> I'm sure that we haven't, actually. <laughs> yeah. I'm quite uh, sure that we have not. <laughs> um, oh, another point I wanted to bring up that I told you that I texted you while watching this movie is how yes. incredibly short this film would be if they had cell phones. Oh my <laughs> Even God. the riddles, you would just Google them. <laughs> like Yes! Like, how do you fill a five-gallon and three-gallon jar with four gallons of water? Like, you just... Who's the 21st president? Like, oh, yeah, you 40, don't have to ask people that. Second, I think, yeah. Yeah, it was, what's 21 out of 42... And, like, did you notice, like, the interesting reference... Okay, this kind of blew my mind watching it again recently, but there are references to, like, Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump throughout this movie. Yes. Like, that freaked me out in an unpleasant way. <laughs> How about the woman that was like, I'm going to marry Donald Trump? I was like, yikes. Yikes. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Like, did he pay, like, 20th Century Fox to... or? whatever it is to say that like it almost makes me think that he probably paid them to like put that line in <laughs> like i don't even know but then also when they're talking about like oh who the fuck just cut me off oh maybe it's hillary clinton no she would have been the 43rd not the 42nd like why is in 1995 even hillary clinton is a trope for like women getting out of their lane yeah it was like <laughs> a very big reason and i think too like in the 90s like Trump was kind of like a prominent rich figure. I mean, he's mentioned yeah. in a lot of movies, actually. He is. He's in yeah. Home Alone 2. And yep. like I found out that he apparently insisted on having that cameo in order for them to be allowed to film in like one of his buildings yeah. or something. He was and always very interested in being in public. So mm -hmm. Oh, someone who has is, you know, prominent and appears to have money. Let's, you know, talk about them like they're a big deal. Like this is very nineties. Yes, like, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, we're obsessed with the It feels you know, weird material. now, like mm -hmm. even even though I do feel like nowadays we mention rich people like Elon Musk or Bezos. I don't think it's no one's gonna get in a movie and go, oh, I'm Elon, marry me. You know what I mean? Like you it's right. like people would be like, That's weird. Like what <laughs> yeah but back then 
I feel like people were were like, you know, I don't know. It was a little different. Yeah, I think it was too. So that just, you know, points that out. And just when they point this stuff out about, you know, that, and then also when they're like, oh, we got cut off in traffic. Oh, who do you think you are? Hillary Clinton? Like, you're like, yikes, ouch, what's going on? What is the deal that you're just like mad that a female person who has their own life is connected to a powerful man? Like, (laughs) yeah, like what? What is, I don't know, very weird. What is the anxiety here that we're talking about? (laughs) Yeah, I guess that was just really different, you know, at the time. Yeah, and wow. it was just, I didn't you know, even I didn't even notice that. I have to watch it again. Yeah, no, it's just that it's that one part when they're talking about like, you know, oh, what's 21 out of 42? And that's when they figure out that they're talking about presidents because they're like mulling over in their head. He said, what's 21 out of 42? What's he talking about? It's like another riddle. And then they're like in the dump truck that they stole from the aqueduct guy. And they're mm-hmm. like driving in traffic and someone cuts them off. And they're like, oh, who do you think you are, Hillary Clinton? You know, or something. And he's like, no, 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 she wouldn't be the 42nd, she'd be the 43rd president. And then that's when they, like, realize, oh, it's the the riddle they gave us was about the presidents, or, I, I don't know, something like that. I, I may be getting it kind of mixed up. But, like, just the fact that, you know, a pushy woman is, you know, the joke in, in this scene, and that you're then connecting this person to, oh, you must be Hillary Clinton, who we I assume wonder must be pushy. It's like, probably because... You know, it's a movie that's going to have current jokes, and that was like a current joke at the time. Yeah, which so like you I'm know, sure it, it says a lot about that time. <laughs> um, were there any other scenes that we missed, or like that we haven't brought up yet? Ooh, let's think here. Like good scenes in this movie. Like I just, I really enjoy this whole movie. I feel like it's very fast paced and fun. Yeah. Okay. I like I- the train was a good scene too with the yes. the bomb on the train. Yes, or, I like, love that. Near the train, yeah. Yeah, where he's like trying to get the bomb off of the train and he's like running through there and and they had to split up. And like, you know, that was another good scene too where like, so like McLean is on the train trying to find the bomb to like get it off. And mm-hmm. then at the same time, like um, Zeus is going through the station to try and get to the phone in time to answer the phones. They're trying to like hedge their bets, but they both yeah. kind of don't don't quite get there oh snow is attacking something over here sorry um <laughs> uh they don't quite get there but i love that scene where he's trying to go through the train and like the lady's like ah why are you looking under my dress and it's like he's <laughs> the thing off the train but then also we have that moment where like zeus is in the station and he had to hop over the turnstile like he didn't buy a ticket he ran into the station without buying a ticket to like mm-hmm. try and hurry and get to the phone booth in time to answer the phone. And he had to like yell at that man to get off the phone. And then the, the cop is like trying to shoot him now. Cause he yeah. ran through the turnstile. Like he mm-hmm. didn't pay 67 cents to get into the building. And now we have to like point a gun at this person. Yeah. Like, that's extreme. Like that's not necessary to escalate that situation yes. to violence. You don't need to shoot somebody over. They didn't buy a ticket to come in here and they're trying to get on the telephone. Like, that's that's not a shoot somebody kind of offense. But, right. like, the whole scene kind of turns on that. The guy's, like, gonna shoot him. He's standing there yeah. with a gun and he's like, well, if you have to shoot me, just shoot me. I'm gonna answer the phone. Like, why do you have to have that conversation with someone? Like, yeah, that's why- absurd. That is outrageous. 
And I, yeah, and I feel like that was, you know, a very interesting juxtaposition that they put there where like he's having this experience where he's trying to answer a phone and might get shot. Meanwhile, like McLean is in the train, like, you know, rummaging through everything, tearing stuff off the walls and like kicking down doors and stuff. And people are just getting out of his way. Yeah. Yeah, Like it was. And he's disheveled and bloody. Right. He looks crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone's like, Oh, that's fine. This (laughs) is fine. But they're like always trying to shoot Zeus. Like, wait a minute Uh, yeah Mm -hmm. yikes definitely (laughs) yeah and i love that they like they make these little points throughout the film that like i I, i'll admit in 1997 or whatever when i saw this like that went straight over my head oh for sure me too in a lot of movies yeah but like also we were kids like uh, Mm -hmm. you know but uh, it's an interesting point that they made there i was like yeah yeah you're right that was cool yeah that was cool i like that I've, and I want to give credit to, like, Samuel L. Jackson for that. I feel like he brought, like, every bit of that character to life. Yes. And, like, I think that was him. I don't even know how much of that was scripted. I mean, obviously, large parts of this movie were scripted, of course. But There was even a part where um, uh, Bruce Willis hands him that gun, and he's like, how do I shoot it? And he's like, you don't know how to shoot it? And he's like, mm-hmm. mm, what? Why would yeah. I automatically know how to shoot a gun? And he's like, oh, uh, (laughs) and so he helps him shoot it. I'm like, that's a good point. And also something you never see in movies, um, is, is showing someone how to use it because, so I feel like it was intentional to make a point. Um, Yes. But also a good point in general is that people don't automatically know how to shoot guns. So yes. (laughs) Yes. And then like, I love how like, he's actually not able to use it later. Like the safety is on or something. And like Simon takes it away from him and is like, Oh, the safety was on. Like he didn't know how to shoot a gun because he's not a person that's handled a gun before. Like, why did you assume that about him? That he handled a lot of guns. Also gun safety is important and it's not just don't take for granted that someone knows what they're doing with firearm. They don't only use that. If you've practiced it often, and regularly and know what you're doing don't handle guns otherwise (laughs) good tip (laughs) yeah pro tip (laughs) pro tip (laughs) don't handle guns that you don't know how to use don't do that it will not end well (laughs) right (sighs) (laughs) yeah but that was good i also like those scenes when they're on the boat at the end Mm -hmm. Um, when they like jump onto the boat and they're like trying to you know sort of do that that last scene where they want I don't actually know what they thought they were going to accomplish if they jumped onto the boat off of the bridge <laughs> like I mean what are you going to do take over the boat <laughs> I guess that was their plan <laughs> I but guess I, I kind of like that that didn't work out because like that's silly <laughs> like, <laughs> I know and at the end they were like this didn't work and he's like yeah but I mean we're alive and I'm like that's true yeah like <laughs> that that was probably the best outcome <laughs> that was great Uh, but it was it was a good scene too though because we're like you kind of like it humanizes simon a little bit where you know they get up to the bridge and he's like oh no i was trying to call the coast guard and like but they put me on hold and like everyone's just kind of laughing about that for a minute it's like yeah yeah, it's like okay that's kind of funny yeah you're trying to like call in an emergency and they put you on hold (laughs) now i'm gonna shoot you (laughs) (laughs) yeah but it was great (laughs) 
I liked that scene where like they're just like okay they're at the end of the rope and rather than this being because because okay I might be making this up it's been a long time since I've seen the original Lethal Weapon movie but isn't it in like one of the first like one or two Lethal Weapon movies where they they do something like that where they like go on the boat and like somehow take it over and shoot everybody and like get control of the boat or something uh i'm not sure man it's been so long since yeah. i've seen those it's been a long time but i feel like that happened in one of the earlier lethal weapon movies so mm, this so that's another callback probably yeah i feel like that's a callback but then like this time like it didn't work at all because like that's silly how would you do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like that yeah i was like oh, okay that was that was kind of funny i like how that just didn't work <laughs> out <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah okay this didn't work out <laughs> It was great. And that's what I like about these, like, 90s action films, where they just don't take themselves too, too seriously. Yeah, they know what they are, and it's like, you're just having fun. Like, when I was yeah. watching it, I said, man, this is really entertaining. Like, I'm having yeah. fun. You yeah. Know? It's a silly, fun, entertaining movie, and, like, there's a few, you know, they throw in some, you know, zingers here and there, and some thought questions for later, but, like, it's a fun, entertaining movie, and it's not trying to pretend like we're, you know, solving world problems by just you know watching the silly movie yeah no and, i agree i i liked it for that reason too yeah i do too i feel it was like, like oh you know and, and i love watching really serious films too but sometimes oh, i'm yeah. like it's kind of nice to just relax and just enjoy a film and just have fun yes i feel like that's what action films were in the 80s and 90s they're just like we're gonna relax and have a good time <laughs> yeah like, well, then I guess that brings me probably to my last couple of questions then. Yeah, go for it. Um, what, uh, if you had to summarize, why do you think you've seen this film so many times? Why do you like mm. it so much? Okay, so it's first of all because I like the Die Hard franchise so much. Yes. So, like, if you like original Die Hard, you'll like Die Hard with a Vengeance. Um, yeah. So that's the main reason. But also, yeah, it's it's just one of those really fun 90s action films that you can watch and have a good time with and enjoy. And it's just a fun movie. And also it has really good like zingers and back and forth and banter between the main characters, which I love that about movies like the fun dialogue is the best part for me. So this is great for that if you want to see people kind of like excoriating each other in, in a friendly way. No, oh, yeah, I think that's a good answer. Well, how would you pitch this movie to someone that hasn't seen this one before? Ooh, okay. So first of all, I would say, have you seen Die Hard? And <laughs> yeah, that's important to have seen first. Probably. Yes, see that first. If you haven't seen that first, go to that first and see that. <laughs> and then after that, come see this movie. But if you have already seen Die Hard, then I don't know why you haven't seen this already. You need to go do yeah, that right sorry. now. <laughs> yeah we fixed yes. it today so that's yeah, i'm good. glad we fixed it today like i just i don't know how i didn't accidentally make you watch this movie sooner <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know i don't know why i haven't I seen it either. I, that's why i think maybe i did and i don't remember i don't know anyway. it could be that yeah it yeah. could be like that time we watched time that indiana jones that doesn't exist and i forgot we had seen it in theaters until <laughs> Yeah, I, well, we blocked that one for different yeah. reasons, but yeah. Yeah, that's for um, a different reason. This one's actually good. Like, this one you yeah. can watch, and you will enjoy this movie if you watch it. Like, I guarantee it. <laughs> yes. Well, Kara, thank you so much for coming on. We definitely have to pick another movie uh, to discuss in the future. 
Yes! Like, I have so many ideas now. I'm not sure if it's going to be Lethal Weapon or not, but um, it's going to be either Lethal Weapon or I'm throwing, I'm just pulling this out of the air, but The Village. Okay, awesome. <laughs> Excited for that then. Yeah, a little preview there. Like, I, I kind of... I kind of want to do that one, actually. Let's do it. Let's like, do it. That let's sounds do fun. that one. I know that might be an unpopular one, but I don't think so. Okay, good because I, think a I lot love of people that movie. Really like that film, yeah. Okay, I'm I think throwing that out there now. That should be the next one we do, and it doesn't have <laughs> Mel Gibson in it. So that's true. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Yes, let's do it. 